Hi everyone, this is Dr. Margaret Paul with the Inner Bonding Podcast. Now of course we all want to feel safe and that's a lot of what our ego wounded self is about is trying to keep us safe. But how are we supposed to feel safe in such a scary world? Like I said, we all want to feel safe and we've all learned many survival mechanisms in an attempt to feel safe. And these controlling thoughts and behaviors come from our left brain amygdala, that lower part of our left brain, which is our wounded self. And our wounded self absorbed so many controlling behaviors to try and keep us safe. But obviously, this programmed lower part of our brain actually can't keep us safe, no matter how hard it tries to control um, it, it, you know, there, there's nothing it can do. It, it, it tries to be perfect to get it to get attention, uh, or or it even was bad as a child to get attention. Or we might have projected our fear onto something other than our parents because acknowledging that our parents were causing our fear might have been causing our fear caused even more fear. Now, even as grown-ups, we might still use the protections we developed as children, except now, instead of making us feel safe, our own self-abandoning, controlling behavior causes us to feel very unsafe. So, here's an example. My client, Stacy, grew up with a mother who constantly screamed at her. By the time she was eight years old, she had a very hard time going to sleep and staying asleep. She couldn't sleep with her back to the door for fear that someone would sneak into her bedroom and hurt her. This went on until she was an adolescent and she could get out of her house more often. Stacy married a man much like her mother, a man who was constantly angry at her. Instead of facing the situation head on, which she couldn't do because she had no idea how to take responsibility for her own safety in the face of her husband's anger, She focused her fears on her young children, sometimes becoming immobilized by her fears of of something bad happening to them. Stacy had learned to externalize her fear. Whenever she and her husband had a particularly bad fight, Stacy would find something to focus her fears on, just worrying herself sick. She had never made the connection between her obsessive worrying and feeling unself, um, unsafe in her environment until sometime after starting to practice inner bonding. Stacy told me that in one of her inner bonding dialogues, when she was in the midst of worrying about her teenage son, her guidance told her that it wasn't about her son. It was about not having taken care of herself in her last argument with her husband. Her and her child felt very unsafe because Stacy was not taking responsibility for her own safety in her relationship with her husband. And she said, when I don't feel safe, I see that I still externalize it, just like I did as a kid when I was so terrified of spiders. I was doing really great for a while, and then Bob and I had a bad fight. Instead of disengaging 
as you've suggested I do, I got so scared that I didn't do that, that I got kind of frozen and, and then I did anything I could to fix the problem so he would stop being angry. I totally abandoned my inner child and then I started obsessing about my son. I was so worried about his grades and his getting into drugs that I could hardly think about anything else. <clears throat> then, in my latest dialogue, I saw that it actually wasn't about him at all. This is what I do when I don't feel safe because I'm not showing up for my inner child as a loving adult. To make things even worse, when I, fo when I focus on externals, I then start to lose my faith, and then I feel really unsafe. I seem to have faith only as long as I'm making myself feel safe with taking loving actions for myself. When I do this, I'm able to stay connected with God, and when I don't, I can't stay connected. I can't stay in faith when I abandon myself. Once Stacy became aware of how unsafe she felt due to not showing up for herself as a loving adult, and how this spiraled her down into deep anxiety and depression and disconnection with her guidance, she became very motivated to create an inner sense of safety. While we have to accept that we can't control the external world, there actually is a way to feel safe. When you've practiced inner bonding long enough to have developed a strong connection with your personal spiritual guidance, then you will discover that your guidance is always looking out for you. Your guidance wants you to feel safe and to be safe. And, to, and, and your guidance will let you know ahead of time when there's something that you need to avoid or something you need to do to be safe. <clears throat> do you know that you're never alone? That your guidance is always here looking out for you? But if you're focused on your lower left brain, in your programmed, wounded self. You won't hear the voice of your guidance, and you won't be aware of the feelings and images from your guidance that are actually informing you about how to be safe. To receive information from your guidance, you need to be focused in your right brain, which is open to receiving information from both your inner guidance, your feelings, and your higher guidance the thoughts and images that come through your mind rather than from your mind. So consistently practicing inner bonding throughout a day helps you learn to stay in, quote, your right mind. As soon as you move out of the intention to protect and control and avoid and into the intention to learn, you move into your right brain. You're spiritually connected loving adult. It is your intention that moves you out of your wounded self and into your connection with your spiritual guidance. And we have this choice because we have free will. We have this choice moment by moment. So obviously the challenge is to stay open. 
Staying focused in your loving adult is a big challenge. Now, many of us have been encouraged to, quote, pray without ceasing. And what this means to me is to practice staying present in this moment with gratitude and compassion and an intention to learn rather than wandering off into our program thinking. Being present in this moment with gratitude and compassion and the intention to learn keeps us open to guidance, open to creating the inner sense of safety that we do experience when we know that our higher guidance is always looking out for us and always supporting us in our highest good. When your intention is to love yourself and others, and you love yourself enough to put clean, high-vibrancy food into your body, you're going to be able to open to the constant information that's always coming from your guidance regarding your safety. Whereas your wounded self can't possibly know in advance something like not getting on a particular plane or taking a different route home or not going into work that day, your guidance does know and will communicate this important information to you when you're open to it. While the wounded self would love to have control over getting this information, it's the very choice to try and control that lowers your frequency and makes it impossible to access the information regarding your safety that's here for you. You can't be devoted to control and to loving yourself in the same moment. The moment you choose to love and to learn about what's in your highest good and your body is in a high frequency due to eating clean, healthy foods, your frequency goes high enough to access the information you need regarding your safety. And I know this to be 100% true as it's happened over and over in my life and the lives of so many of my clients and the lives of others who are practicing inner bonding. So be honest with yourself about which is really safer. Trying to control people and things and the future that you can't control or opening to physically and emotionally loving yourself. Which is safer? Numbing your feelings with substance and process addictions or staying open to your feelings, your inner guidance system that is one way spirit communicates with us? What if your guidance is trying to let you know that something is dangerous and you're too numbed out from food or drugs or alcohol or, or TV or staying in your head to feel the feelings that would alert you to danger? What if your addictions are numbing you to the messages that spirit is sending you through your feelings? Is this really a safe way to live? Do you really want to go on listening to your programmed and ignorant wounded self regarding your safety? Do you really believe that your wounded self knows more about keeping you safe than your guidance who has access to all the information in the universe? When you make the decision 
that loving yourself and sharing your love with others is your highest priority and you learn to listen to your guidance and take loving action on your own behalf, then you're going to discover that you feel far safer than when your wounded self is in charge. Now, one of the qualities that we often find compelling in others is genuine kindness. When we meet someone who's very kind, we feel safe and we feel valued. We feel safe and valued because kindness is the opposite of judgment. Being judged is one of the things that makes us feel unsafe. So being judged by others is what most people try so hard to avoid. Now, likewise, in order to feel safe inside, we need to treat ourselves with deep kindness. But so often we judge ourselves to get ourselves to do things, quote, right, in order to attempt to control getting kindness and getting acceptance from others. Now take a moment to tune in to how safe do you feel when you tell yourself that you're not good enough. If you fail, you're a failure. If you make a mistake, you're unworthy. Someone doesn't like you, you're not okay. The wounded self often believes that self-judgment will get you to shape up and then that will make you feel safe. But the truth is that self-judgment creates emptiness, neediness, anxiety, depression, anger, guilt, shame, and a low sense of self-worth, as well as making you feel very unsafe. The more you judge yourself, the more unsafe you feel. And the more you will need kindness and acceptance from others in order to feel even a moment of safety. So obviously judging yourself is very unkind to yourself. You might get caught in a vicious circle of desperately needing kindness and acceptance from others in order to feel safe due to your own self-judgments and then judging yourself in an attempt to get others to be kind and accepting towards you. Then, due to feeling inadequate, anxious, unsafe, and depressed as a result of the self-judgments, you judge yourself once again in order to get yourself to do it right, in order to get the needed kindness, sense of safety, and acceptance from others. This vicious circle of inner abandonment gradually leads to more and more anxiety, depression, low self-worth, which creates a deep inner sense of a lack of safety. One of the jobs of the loving adult is to become aware of when you're judging yourself and move into kindness towards both your essence, your soul, and towards your wounded self, who's doing the judging. However, being kind to your wounded self doesn't mean indulging. You can kindly and gently stop your wounded self from judging you by consciously changing your judgmental thoughts to kind thoughts, which is changing your intention from controlling to loving. Since your self-judgments are lies meant to control, they're always going to make you feel unsafe. 
if you stay in step one of inner bonding, staying tuned into your feelings, you're going to know immediately when you're judging yourself and feeling unsafe. At that moment of awareness, you can shift your intention and you can go to your guidance and ask whether the judgment is the truth and opening to learning about what actually is the truth. Once you tune into the truth, you can tell this to yourself. Telling yourself the truth is kind, is a loving action, and it will bring relief and a sense of safety. Becoming aware of your intention is vital. If you're going to change from self-judgment to kindness, compassion, and acceptance towards yourself, as long as your intention is to have control over getting others to be kind and compassionate and accepting of you, and you hand to others the job of making you feel safe, you're going to judge yourself to try and get yourself to act right in order to control getting what you want from others, and then you're going to continue to feel unsafe. Once you shift your intention to loving yourself instead of controlling others, you're going to start to be aware of your feelings that come from yourself your self-judgments, and once you are aware of that and you start to love yourself instead, you're going to be amazed at how much safer you feel. Everything changes when you move from self-judgment to kindness towards yourself and to others. The more you come from the truth that comes from your guidance rather than from the lies of your ego-wounded self that come from the lower left brain, the safer and worthier you're going to feel. And eventually anxiety and depression are replaced with peace and joy when being loving and kind to yourself is your highest priority. You're going to treat yourself kindly in all areas of your life, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, organizationally, and in relationships with others. You'll discover that the kinder you are to yourself in all areas of your life, the kinder you naturally are to others. When you no longer need others to validate you and make you feel safe, you're going to find great joy in being kind to others. Paradoxically, one of the main purposes of our wounded self is, like I said, to create a sense of safety. And of course, the wounded self goes about creating safety in ways that we learn as we were growing up. Your wounded self might believe that you're going to feel safe if you shut down as a way to avoid the pain of rejection or if you get angry as a way to control others and the outcome of things or if you get angry or irritated as a way of avoiding your feelings of helplessness over others and loneliness in the face of others' unloving behavior or if you give yourself up as a way to avoid criticism and rejection or if you resist to avoid being controlled, if you shut down and resist or get angry to avoid being taken advantage of, or if you judge yourself 
as a way to have control over getting yourself to do things right, or if you shame yourself as a way to continue to believe that you're the cause and therefore in control of others' behavior, or if you stay in your mind as a way of not being controlled by God or others, or if you hand your inner child over to others, make others responsible for your feelings and your needs and for making you feel safe. Every one of these protective behaviors, which your wounded self does to try and make you feel safe, is an abandonment of yourself and therefore, of course, makes your inner child feel unsafe. What your wounded self learned to do to try and make you feel safe as a child actually undermines your sense of safety as an adult. And again, paradoxically, inner safety is created through risk-taking, such as taking the risk of rejection by speaking your truth, stating your limits, and taking loving action based on your truth, and taking the risk of being controlled by God by opening to the love and wisdom of your guidance, and taking the risk of rejection by being true to yourself rather than giving yourself up, and taking the risk of others thinking they're controlling you by just doing what's in your highest good rather than resisting others or God, and by taking the risk of losing yourself, which is you won't lose yourself, you'll lose your ego self by letting go of being guided by your limited mind and opening to the guidance of spirit. And taking the risk of letting go of trying to control the outcome of things and staying present in this moment with how things are. And taking the risk of defining your own self-worth instead of handing that job to others. And taking the risk of staying present in your own body and feeling your own feelings rather than staying in your mind to avoid the painful feelings of your self-abandonment or the painful feelings of life. Some people would rather do anything than risk feeling their painful feelings. But you're never going to feel safe if you're trying to figure things out from your limited mind and just avoid pain. You're never going to feel safe when you try to have control over things you have no control over, which is others and outcomes. You're never going to feel safe when you abandon yourself and try and get others to take care of your feelings and needs. <clears throat> you're going to start to feel really safe only when you're willing to risk letting go of control and resistance and open to the love and wisdom of the guidance that is always here for you. As I previously said, when you open to knowing that you're never alone on this planet, that your spiritual guidance is always here and always supporting the highest good of your soul's journey, you're going to start to feel safe. True safety comes when you know that you're not your body, that you are an eternal 
being that is here on a soul's journey. Safety comes when you know that you were not dropped here alone to fend for yourself, but that you're being guided towards your peace and joy every moment of your life. True safety comes when you surrender your individual limited mind to your higher guidance, the higher mind, and when you allow your soul to have dominion over your body and mind. You'll feel safe when your mind is the servant of your heart and soul, not the other way around. In my work with clients, people often tell me that they don't trust their guidance. And I understand the fear of trusting since I experienced that for many years. But what I eventually came to question is, why am I not afraid of trusting my wounded self? Why do I trust that controlling program part of me who makes things up? Now, it's true she comes off as if she's an authority, but in reality, she doesn't know, she doesn't know anything. She has no access to truth at all. I eventually came to accept that she is the voice of ignorance. She has no way of knowing what is truly in my highest good. And she has no idea how to keep me safe. And, as I've said previously, the way I came to trust my guidance was by deciding to trust and then seeing what the results were. Something occurred in my life in 2001, which I wrote about in Do I Have to Give Up Me to Be Loved by God, is that my guidance warned me way ahead of time to get everything of value out of my house and out of my house in Los Angeles after I sold it. My guidance said that I had to get these things out at least one week before escrow closed. I had images of my house all crumbled. And I had no idea what it meant. But I am so glad that I listened. Because one week before escrow closed, construction workers accidentally burned my house down. If I hadn't have listened to my guidance, everything of value to me would have been lost. After the dust settled and I was in a rental house, my guidance told me that since I had lived and worked in that house for 31 years, it needed to burn for my health. My guidance told me that much of my energy was trapped in the walls and that if people had moved in, they would have depleted my energy and I would have become sick. I didn't even know that could happen. Now, there's no way that my wounded self could have known any of this. I realized then that staying connected with my guidance and listening to my guidance is what makes me feel safe. After practicing and trusting my guidance, many things of, that I've wanted for a long time have happened. Before interbonding, I, I was not able very easily to manifest my dreams, and now I can. Knowing that my guidance is always co-creating with me to, to manifest what I want, what's loving to me, creates a deep inner sense of safety.
My higher self, my guidance, knows what she's doing. She keeps me safe. And she enables me to manifest my dreams. If you want to learn more about connecting <clears throat> with your spiritual guidance, you might want to take my 30-day home, uh, home study course called Unlocking Your Inner Wisdom, which you can find on the Inner Bonding website. And you can learn more about loving yourself with my 30-day Love Yourself course. And for a very deep dive into healing, encourage you to take my upcoming five-day intensive. If you go to the Inner Bonding site, click on Events, and then click on Intensives to learn more about Intensives or call our assistant, Valerie, at 310-459-1700. I send you my love and my blessing.